All right. So Daniel chapter 2 verse 1 18 so it's at like five verses each. Uh Jeremy, you want to start? Okay. We'll go to the left. Okay. So you said uh Daniel chapter 2 starting at verse 18? Uh starting at verse 1. Oh, verse 1. Okay. Oh, it's like 18. Yeah. yeah. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was troubled, and his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans? Chaldeans. Oh, Chaldeans, to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. The king said to them, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to understand the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will tell the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The command for me is firm. If you will not make known to me the dream with its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dungeon. Uh, verse 6. But if you show the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and its interpretation. They answered a second time and said, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will show its interpretation. The king answered and said, I know with certainty that you are trying to gain time, because you see that the word for me is firm. If you do not make the dream known to me, there is but one sentence for you. You have agreed to... Speak lying and corrupt words before me till the times change. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can show me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can meet the king's demand, for no great and powerful king has asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter, is that you said? Mm-hmm. Or Chaldean. The thing that the king asks is difficult, and no one can show it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with the flesh. Is not with flesh. Because of this, the king was angry and very furious and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out, and the wise men were about to be killed, and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then Daniel replied with prudence and discretion to Ariok, the captain of the king guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He declared Ariok the king's captain. Why is the decree of the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the matter known to Daniel. And then you make it going? Mm, uh, yeah, might as well finish yeah. it off. And then you went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Miss, is that Michelle, uh, Michelle. Michelle yeah. and Azariah. Yep his companions and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions oh yeah so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon nice okay so king here has a dream and he forgets his dream (laughs) but he knows that it's important (laughs) and so he's asking the wise men can you tell me what my dream was and also interpret it. So it's not just interpret my dream. But you gotta figure out. Well, you gotta figure out what I just dreamt. Without me telling you anything. (laughs) 
that's how crazy it is um but here's something that I want to look at it says here in verse um tell me okay verse five verse five and six the king answered and said to the Chaldeans um the Chaldeans are also like smart magician type people um so basically he went to all of those type of people first because he was like well they got supernatural well they should have supernatural powers so they should be able to figure this out right and so um it's like going to the psychic so that's pretty much what he's saying here the king answered and said to the chaldeans uh the command from me is firm if you will not make known to me the dream with its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made a dunghill. Pretty much, I'm going to kill you and your home will be waste. Right. So it's not just you, but your family too. Uh-huh. And then he goes, but if you tell the dream and in its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and in its interpretation. Uh... So in these two verses, what's the difference with how his way of thinking is and how he rewards people in comparison to how God rewards people? So we said the difference between how he's going to reward people versus how God... Yeah, like the king's logic here of how he's going to reward people versus how God um, rewards us. So what I'm getting is basically like don't do it I'm gonna punish you right? mm-hmm. and if you do do it then you'll be rewarded yeah. but God I mean like he gives us grace right so a lot of times we don't deserve forgiveness right but mm-hmm. you know when we don't do what we're supposed to we still you know forgive us and like not curse us or something like that um, but then also obviously if we do what he wants us to do reward us but it's not like a transactional type of relationship. He wants us to do it not to get something, but just to have a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He definitely shows us mercy. Like, the king really doesn't have any, like, right now to tear him from where he's from. And I've, like, growing up, this was, like, my interpretation of God. Like, mm-hmm. you right. like, Yeah, I um, still struggle with that. Yeah. I still struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if I go against one of his commandments, which we all do, we yeah. all sin, I get this like intense anxiety sometimes, yeah. like, oh my goodness. But fortunately, I'm around like Christians who say, you know, God don't work by merit system where mm-hmm. you do this, I give right. you this, you don't do this. When right. you do something that opposes me, I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. And um, even though I'm, I'm 30 now, I still struggle with it. Right. It's like, you know, but we have to keep in mind that God is not human like this king here right. you know the way he receives us is way different so right. I gotta keep that in mind that's interesting how uh, well like you guys both said you grew up thinking God's character is actually like how this king's is mm-hmm. right and just how how easily it can be manipulated and twisted um, I don't want to digress but a friend of mine once told me uh, I remember I was at a bar with him and I, I expressed to him the same thing and he was like I think you look at God the way you looked at your actual biological father because in church they, as a kid they say God is your father Right. but the only image of a father I had was one that was terrible mm. you know like um, not even though he wasn't really in my life but I noticed how he interacted with people 
if he got what he wanted, he was nice to you. Mm. If he didn't get what he wanted, he'd destroy you. Like, one time he tried to kill my sister. Dang. You know what I mean? Because she didn't want to give him a ride, so he threw a brick on the gas pedal while she was, like, like tossing on her foot, and she almost crashed. So that's the idea of a father that I had. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, when he when he when he said that to me, it's like, dang, like this is like super true. Like, I keep thinking of God as a human, God, yeah. like a human father, which he's not, you know. So that's that's what this reminds me of. That's real. How um, so we see here how this king is, which is kind of just like how the world is right now, right? Mm-hmm. In that everything is merit based. Yeah. Right even in probably in our jobs as well right how how have you guys navigated that while knowing how god really is right have you navigated this merit-based world while knowing that that's not how god operates uh, like for me, I, I mean, it's still a challenge. It's not as much of a challenge anymore. And I think uh, um, what you're speaking of, like I, I feel like I feel like I was there before, uh, like condemnation. That's that's kind of how I felt. At least like I felt like I would kind of like condemn myself. Um, like anytime I sinned or something like that. Um, but like uh, I guess like just through, like you said, just talking to different people who, kind of gone through like a deliverance mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and and just got a little more further along with their spiritual walk. So basically, I think for me, surrounding myself around uh, influence of people that kind of help remind me mm-hmm. of God's goodness, and then sometimes you just got to constantly remind yourself. So, um, like they say, you know, every day you renew your mind yeah. to God. So. I, so that's something I kind of try to do. It's almost like a daily renewal. So like you always got to remember how his character really is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So and whatever. you got to have that daily reminder. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of one way I try to stay, keep that same mindset. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. Definitely the same. I feel like that's something I still struggle with. Like, well, if I do this, God's gonna do that, and like mm-hmm. I keep up the merit system. But for me, I feel like it's important for me to remember that God doesn't change, like, no matter if I may. Right. So, he's going to always be, like, who he is, and right. no matter what I do. So. Yeah, I remember once in college, I learned this, and it wasn't from reading the Bible, but one of my friends was like, nah, we're not doing this tit-for-tat stuff. I was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> but then I realized the way I had our friendship, it was like merit-based, mm. right? I was like, oh, well, you did this for me, so I'll do this for you. And he was like, no, I'm just doing this because I'm your friend, man. Mm. <laughs> you know? And that kind of changed my way of thinking. And, then, uh... and that's when I learned, oh, this is how God really is, <laughs> as opposed to just like, I do this, and then he provides this, you know? And it's uh, I feel like it's a hard thing for all of us to constantly remember just because we've been trained in a certain way since we were young. Uh, right. With a, you know, different philosophy. And, uh, so how about uh, as a 
as a leader in whatever leadership position you're in, whether it's in family or, you know, you being a mentor and all of that, how do you represent God's character more as opposed to the merit-based way of things? Or have you struggled with that? So, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, just still maintaining, so maintaining God's view. um, Yeah, how do you lead like God as Uh, opposed to the king? God to lead like God. Or have you ever had that situation? I was reading something recently where it was like, um, I'm not sure if it was the same, like the same thing, but it was somewhere in the Bible where it was like this slave, like owed somebody money, like one of the tax mm-hmm. people money, and I guess like the the tax guy would ever give him like grace, and he was like, all right, I'll give you like another week or so to pay me back, and the slave like left after that, and somebody else owed the slave money. Do you yeah. understand what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I'm this up. No, okay. that's real. It's a real story. <laughs> all right. Jesus so told that's it. That's kind of how I like. I look at it. How like God's showing me grace and He's showing me mercy. So I need to like do the same for others, and I do need to give people a pass, especially if they mm-hmm. don't know God's word as well as I do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's important to remember. So. Yeah, that's definitely uh, with family. I will admit I struggle with that. That's an area because of you know forgiveness and stuff like that. Like just years of uh, like just. I don't know how to explain it, but um, like I guess for example, my auntie have always kind of been at odds a little bit, just never like being on the same page. So I mean, I love her obviously unconditionally, but you know, just forgiving her for like maybe choice of words or mm-hmm. things like that, you know, disagreements, and still kind of being like, okay, like you know, like how to save grace towards you, I guess you know, and be able to start fresh and I guess moving it. So. Uh, but but I mean like I said that's something I just try to implement and just say okay like you know God gives me grace when right. I do something he doesn't like so I need to mm. do the same thing with her follow or, the example yeah, you know so and then I feel yeah. like it's so hard though because I have like some of the situation with like my family so oftentimes I just kind of like put up like a block like because I don't want them to like interrupt or disturb like my peace of mind right? mm. yeah, yeah. I don't want to like fall to that like that because it's toxic for me. Yeah. So. Right. I don't think it's anything wrong with that um, because I've done the same thing for so long. Yeah. But initially when I did it, I did it in kind of like a bitter way. Yeah. Mm. And then um, oh, yeah. what changed was actually recently when we shot the documentary, mm-hmm. right afterwards, one of my cousins was in it and we started talking about all this stuff we went through when we survived. And I'm like, you know what? My mentality started changing in that moment. And it's like, okay, yeah, me and you don't really see eye to eye, but I'm happy you alive, right? Mm. And I shouldn't be bitter to the point where it's totally F you all the time. Yeah. In, in fact, I started just thanking God that you exist and praying for for, for them now. You know what I mean? Um, I still like my peace of mind. I still yeah. have my <laughs> peace of mind. And if they don't respect it, that's their problem. Yeah. But I don't have to be going back and forth with them. You know, at work, in my position, I'm struggling with that. Mm. I'm struggling with that now to the point I'm losing sleep. Um, I'm in I'm in a leadership position, and literally I've been telling my boss literally I'm gonna try to do this the Christian way because I got mm. this lady this teacher who's coming after my job because um, I reported her to the Office of Student Protection for saying something sexually inappropriate to one of our kids. I'm doing my job. She's coming after mine. And she's trying to rally. And I keep telling him I'm gonna do it the Christian way. I'm from, I'm from, I'm from where you say something to me, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I know it ain't right. I know it ain't right, but I feel like I was talking to a pastor friend of mine right now. I'm like, I'm losing sleep. Yeah. She's winning. Yeah. She's totally winning. But I gotta have faith yeah. and let him do what he do. I had like a similar situation to that when I first moved here. And mm-hmm. I moved in for a job and like maybe three weeks after I moved in for that job, I got into it with my boss and I got into it with like another girl he hired and they like wrote me up and it was like I was like, Oh great, I moved here just to get fired. Like I didn't even last like <laughs> I didn't last a month or whatever like that. So I wrote like a letter to my CEO and I was like very honest and I let him know everything that went on and like long story short, he ended up getting fired she ended up attempting to sue the company and was like i basically like came out on top because i feel like i didn't go back and forth with them i didn't like take their route with it so right. i feel like you should just try to like continue going the Christian way. right yeah. like, like this 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 teacher put out a whole survey about me yeah only sent it to her friends and then lot said she collected it for the union and of course, the teacher snitched, and they told me, and I'm like, this is, like, totally illegal, like... That's crazy. Yeah, like, and my, you know, because she's being investigated already, my principal was like, you know, chill out, you know. Let, cause let, let, let the they, results happen. Yeah, and then we, we question it, but I'm, like, getting impatient because she keep doing things to try mm. and set me up in the process. I feel like this is when you just have to, like, sit out and just... I'm, I appreciate yeah. you saying that because I needed, I, need, I needed this, right? And, um, I feel like when I was coming here consistently, I can handle things better mm. for some reason. Yeah. You know, I start falling off. I start going back to okay. I'm gonna smack this out of somebody <laughs> like for real. Yeah. But I, I, I really don't like being that person. Yeah. Like, I really want people to feel like God loves them when I come through. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why when I invite people somewhere, I take care of them. It's like don't yeah. bring nothing. Like I invited you. I want you to feel good about yourself and be in the moment and be happy. You're alive at the moment. And I feel like when people start taking that away from me, it is my problem. It ain't theirs. It's mine. Mm. And I don't like having this problem. So I want to get them. Mm. But it's wrong. I know it's wrong. Right. I know it's wrong. So I don't want to be like this king. I want to be, you know. Right. That's real. That's good. So it's like she's continually trying to trip you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way you'll be tripped if you just keep walking into it but like you right. said if if you just sit out and wait her she just keep putting her leg out and nothing's happening yeah. right right now the key is being patient yeah. <laughs> that's the hard part yeah. right <laughs> yeah it's hard man like I'm losing sleep because of it I am and yeah. my principal who who's super supportive he even asked me do you believe in God I'm like mm. oh you call me out Sometimes, even though I am a follower, and it's a public I'm school, naturally, right? Yeah, I'm naturally pessimistic, but it's weird because everyone in our administration, well, that I'm cool with, it's one yeah. that I got an iffy relationship. We all believe in God. Mm. Literally, like my operations manager, she prayed when I come through. When I first got there, she was like, "You got a good spirit. I just hope this place don't tear it up." Mm. And I want to keep my spirit. Like, want to keep it with both mm. the kids and the adults, but the adults make it hard. Real. Mm. Real. That's tough. Let's see. So let's see then how. Uh, let's see what Daniel does in this situation here. So we go to. So if we continue on with the story, we see all. Same chapter. 
Yeah, same chapter. All the fakers here are like, well, we can't do any of that, <laughs> right? <laughs> we can't read your mind and then interpret what that dream was. And so the king gets mad, he gets pissed, and it's like, all right, everyone. <laughs> like, at this point, he's just irrational because mm-hmm. it's not even the ones who tried and couldn't do it. He's saying everyone is getting wasted, right? And so... Oh, yeah, he went mad. Yes, he became a mad king and was just like, everyone, you're all cut off, right? So he doesn't even give them the opportunity anymore. And and we we know that because Daniel is like, what's going on, you know? So obviously they didn't even ask Daniel and his people yet. Um, and then it gets to the point where Daniel hears about it and then the only thing he can say is like, all right, I can do it. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I can do it. Alright. Um But look at what he does right after that. At verse seventeen. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, his companions, his friends, so that they might ask for compassion from the God of heaven concerning the secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So, did Daniel enter in this fight himself? No. He he had his friends with him. And what did his friends do? Like seeking mercy for him on his behalf, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So essentially, they prayed for, prayed him. for him, and they were in constant prayer as right as they were doing this. Um, and you'll see the results of this later on, but do you see how fast Daniel? What his reaction was? I'm in this mess. Mm-hmm. What did he do right away? Pray, but not only that, who did he turn to? He turned to his friends and to his other people that are believers. Not the bad. That was his first reaction. Right? I feel like oftentimes we feel like sometimes we're in the battle alone and forget about the people who are with us. Um, has that happened to you guys? Where? I know I do it. Like, I think I just don't want to be a burden on somebody. You know, I just don't want to, like, you know, be complaining or, like, being, uh, like, treating like my therapist or something. You right. Know? So I, I, that's kind of my, uh, even though people tell me, like, nah, bro, you can reach out. Like, right. I rarely do. Like, cause I just be like, nah, you say that, but you really want to hear me go on this mm-hmm. rant about You should try it. Trust me. Like, um, when I was going through my illness, like, in this prime, I shut everybody down. And the moment I started talking to people about it, it just, I was surprised. I was surprised to see that they were there. Wow. You know what I mean? So don't, don't, don't try to get through it alone. It's like super unhealthy. It's super unhealthy. You know what I mean? And then it's also, it can be a revelation to you and let you know, okay, this person really care about me or this person just around for superficial reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
don't 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 try to do it on your own. That's just from personal experience. <laughs> don't even now, like I reach out to him, you know, sometimes be like, Man, these people get on my nerves. <laughs> I, need, I need some help, you know what I mean? And it feels better. It feels better. Knowing you're not going through whatever alone. Do you feel like uh, you hold back sometimes because you don't want those people to feel like they owe you something? Um, not. Hmm, I don't think it's like owing. I think it's just. Like yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like number one. Yeah, I just don't want to be vulnerable. Um, mm. But then also too, I just I think I have a fear that like people will like disappoint me and then they won't be there. So I'm mm. just not even like put myself in a position to be vulnerable so that way I don't have to get disappointed. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean? I have so many people like disappoint not like a lot of people, but I've had people disappoint me in times yeah, where like sucks. I was going through something and then like they weren't there. It's like well they didn't really wanna be present. You know? Right, right. So it's not all the time but you know, when it does happen you still reserve back like God, like nah, I'll just get it I'll figure it out. Right. You know, so yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So we see here in this instance how important it is to build this type of relationship mm-hmm. with people. Sure. Like we all need our own Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah's, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that we can trust on that, you know, we know when you ask for prayers for them, they really are going to pray. <laughs> right. Word. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're not just saying, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. Right. Here are my thoughts and prayers. It's like, no, they're really going to be right in the thick of it. Um, But yeah, I I see, I find that interesting how like, like he didn't even, uh, his initial thing, it's like, and what we see from the story is he didn't turn to God right away or pray to God. He was like, let me get my forces and then we're going to go talk to God together. Right? Yeah. 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 It's back up. And that's interesting with how the uh what's it called? The Chaldeans and all of them? It's not like they all rallied themselves together. They're just immediately like, Oh nah. Can't do it. We can't do it. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they use teamwork to be like, How can we do this? Right, highlighting the difference between again how God works and almost like how uh, in a sense a selfish mind or you know the other way of thinking works mm-hmm. um, has there been a time for you guys where that well I know for you you already talked about it but where that type of team works worked out for the better and worked out for you like with Daniel going to Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. I don't really use teamwork. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so we're just saying like examples of when we didn't have that. Yeah. Type of, um, Whether it's on a spiritual realm or even gotcha. non. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say like, yeah, with the times that like I did reach out for support, um, it like, 
accelerated the like getting over that hump, you know, mm. getting out of that space. Um, they kind of like then just like working with people creatively mm-hmm. can like you know brainstorming can help like create something better than what you thought. Like when you get somebody mm. else's eyes and ears on uh, in, then you're like, oh, I didn't even see it from that perspective. Like so, collaboration. Yeah. So collaboration. Yeah. Mm. That's true. There's um like even in the hip hop world, like the top producers now, mm-hmm. they're they're, collaborate. they're yeah. collaborating more yeah. than ever before, mm-hmm. more than ever before. Yeah. And the music that's coming out is, it's crazy. yeah, amazing. Uh yeah, more complex, but also just fresher. I feel like uh, more yeah. fresh. So, it's something cool. I I started doing a lot more. At first, mm-hmm. I didn't collaborate like much at all on any of my stuff, mm-hmm. um, because I felt like anything I did was so personal. How could somebody come in here and just tell my life? Mm-hmm. But then on the projects I'm putting out now, I collaborated more than ever. Wow! And I still was me, and I still had fun. But I also built like friends in the process. I feel like I rehealed relationships with my cousins. Mm-hmm. And even though they still do some snaky stu- stuff, I'm trying to curse so much now. I'm really working on that. Um, you know, I'm I'm handling it differently now. Mm. It's like, again, I, I if I feel that old sense of me, it's like, uh, stop, yeah. stop. It's almost like a split personality almost right. in my brain. Like, stop. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, y'all, like, revealing a bunch of stuff to me today. Like, <laughs> But no, it, it, it really helps to have that that teamwork. Mm-hmm. And it's okay every now and then to put yourself in a vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, again, if they screw you, then you know. And I often tell my students who feel betrayed by their friends, sometimes the power of knowing mm-hmm. is stronger than the power of reacting. Like, you mm-hmm. know this person and you can predict their every move you know how to respond sure you can get mad and all that but the fact that you know now it should be more helpful you know like you're already ahead of it mm-hmm. 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 so then how important is team chemistry in trying to achieve something great can you achieve that with just having people with great skills and great players or is that prime example the Warriors Mm -hmm. (laughs) prime example you know we're going into sports I wasn't sure which one (laughs) (laughs) do tell explain I mean I think we all see it that's how they win when they like yeah they got the skills I mean you need that but it's the team that's that's what make the Warriors the Warriors Mm -hmm. the chemistry and when they all in sync, mm. that's they unbeatable. When they start getting all scattered and all that, then they lose. But yeah. when they when they got a sense of camaraderie and you know having fun and okay, we we all have one a unit. Yeah, can't nobody beat them. Yeah. So yeah, I was uh, lately. I've been listening to a lot of Wu Tang because Wu Tang documentary came out. Oh, and um, that's like the perfect example of what you said. Like yeah. you got all these rappers who are highly skilled yeah. when they come in and they got their own personal intentions 
and they're not really focused on teamwork, it sounds horrible. <laughs> horrible. But when they together and they all for that one right. cause, and right. it's yeah. like some of the best rapping I ever heard in my life. And literally, I was playing them on the way here, and I'm like, man, this always just when they were together. And then you yeah. can tell when they started going solo, and then they got back together, and they was greedy. It wasn't the same no more. Mm. So similar to the Warriors. Yeah. It's like, you got all these superstars. Right. But when they want to be solo stars, they mess it up for the whole team. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I feel that way about Outkast. Yeah. It's only two people. Yeah, so. it, exactly. But like, still. True. Yeah. 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 About what? Outkast. Yeah. Oh, Outkast. It's pretty much with any group. Yeah. With any yeah. group, it's mm-hmm. like, they come in and they got this one cause and everything sounds beautiful together. Then it's always that one person or two or three that's like, okay, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then it's just not the same. So you feel like, uh, so the, the, yeah, everyone has to buy in yeah. to whatever their right. goal is. Yeah, or, or be, or be buy in into sync. the plan. Not, not it's a, like this this group, uh, Daniel's dream team, you could yeah. say, prayer dream team. Um, they're spiritually in sync, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's very important when you're spiritually in sync, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm noticing that with my friends, not necessarily on a spiritual level, but just on an overall morality level like mm. if we're not if if I can't sense that you're on the same page as me morally it ain't gonna work yeah. it ain't gonna work right. it, it just just ain't you know mm-hmm. you know you want people around us not all the way like minded but yeah, yeah. similar goals yeah, yeah. similar yeah. goals yeah it might be the center I might be the point guard but if exactly. we're exactly right I gotta buy into this buy into the system I guess or something but, like that mm-hmm. Um, have you guys experienced that where it was like okay we're different people but we're buying into the same thing to accomplish this mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, like I know I got a bunch of people around me but I know out of all those bunch of people like three of them are like my real friends mm. but one thing that we all have in common is building each other mm. like even though one of them, he like a super alcoholic at the point. But I remember before alcohol really messed him up, he was the one that was succeeding. He had the job, he had the car, and none of us had made it to that point. But he used to always say, yo, we getting there. We already did. You know, you just connected the dots. And he made mm. us feel like we were all going in a direction of improving ourselves. Right. And That's cool. it, it made us love ourselves more, right? I actually took that from him. Mm. And... um. You know, even though he's going through his thing with alcohol, it's like, it's still the same. You know what I mean? I know the core of that is still there. You yeah. Know? And that's, like, real important for me. If that's I'm going to cool. consider you my friend, like, you got to build the people around you up. Yeah. Like, they, at least they self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's kind of what we do. That's dope. So even when he got something, he made it like, I didn't get this, it was... We got this. We you yeah, know, we're yeah. and we weren't up. even asking for it to be a we thing. It yeah. was like, man, son, if, uh, if I could do it, you can do it. Mm. But right now, I know you ain't got it, so we all got it. I mean, you know it. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we come from a culture that's always beating people up. You know, yeah. we from Chicago. You know how it is. Yeah. It's like everybody hate on everybody. Hate. We we made it. We tried our best to not be with like where we came from. Mm. You know. We do like weird stuff. If we were out at like a bar or something, and we seen somebody and have a drink and we had a bottle, we'd be like, "Here, you can have this." 
just to make them feel good about themselves. That's why I'm so mad now because my stupid job making me lose that. But <laughs> that mentality. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was, so the question was, um, uh, teamwork, finding the teamwork, teamwork, teamwork right, um, right. Yeah, um, I've experienced that. Um, just again, it goes back to collaboration. Um, as far as like you know, music, just like different people that I've worked with, like, um, well, or even with you, you know, like when we, how we were able to like we were mixing mm-hmm. the project and just some of the different ideas that would come up yeah. out of nowhere even like some of the interns that were sitting in like different yeah. I noticed like di- different days like and different the ones that different ones that would come in would bring something different and they mm-hmm. say oh you should do that or you should you know tweak that yeah. and it would turn into this it, we, then we would just keep adding right, like, right, I right. would add on to it you would add on to it and then we'd go from that one idea it would just branch out to this like great um series of different things yeah coming after that so yeah that's what's up yeah um so this season coaching volleyball <laughs> it was the goal was for everyone to buy into like working hard and uh working hard while not thinking about what the results were going to be. Because I knew, like, this season we had only one senior, really. Uh, We had two seniors, but but the other senior, this was only his second year playing. So he's, you know, in a sense, he's like a sophomore. And this was a volleyball team where they all just started playing in high school, right? So it's not like this has been their sport. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, I literally had to teach them how to pass. It's like teaching a freshman in basketball how to dribble. Mm-hmm. And then they have to play on the team. Right. On a varsity team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what it was like. And so I already knew, I'm like, man, this, you know, this season can be tough. Because a majority of our team, like the core of the team, they're all sophomores. And you know, I had to remind myself mentally they're not going to be at the same place as where you know where you're at when you're a senior in terms of thinking how the game is and thinking on the court and so it was really like okay are they going to stay lifted up despite the fact we didn't win any game <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. um how to get them all on the same page and uh you know by the end of it despite that they kept losing you know I could tell that they were slowly buying in and then because of that that they all bought in like now they're asking me hey can we run open gyms over the summer last year they didn't ask me that but this year they're they're, yeah they're dedicated and they're like you know we want to work over the summer we want to be able to you know win uh, and just play better you know play better volleyball and so uh, and in large part that also stems from our athletic director how he you know set everything up because there can be some athletic directors at schools where it's like we're just concerned about winning and that's it you know what I mean like you gotta you as a coach gotta do your job and this this and that 
and it was really interesting so this year we have award nights right and then this year they introduced a new award because one of the dads um who was very well connected to the school he had passed away mm. and so they introduced a new award which was a coach uh coach of the year award right and uh i don't know who votes on it or how they determined it but uh for the high school uh they ended up giving it to me after having a season where we got last place and didn't win any game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, oh, man, it feels so cool to be part of a team in terms of, you know, with my athletic director being the leader. And I'm sure, you know, he had a big part on choosing who got it. But, you know, that you have someone higher up that has that's bought into the same things as you. Right, where it's not so much the re- well on our end, it's not the results, but it's growing these kids and helping them to learn, mm-hmm. and to see it on that type of extreme where it's like we, we were bad, and somehow I still got they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Let me know the only reason that they gave it to me is because of the principles we were instilling, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and yeah, and then for me, because going into this year, it was like. I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm doing a horrible job at coaching. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, stick around for however in the future years. But then knowing that that person on the higher up has your back has given me all the confidence going into the summer and next year. I think, like, sometimes we just got to remember how God's been working. Mm-hmm. Not on the obvious sense, but, like, you know, for you, God's working through the boss. Yeah. Right? And then for me... God reminded me through the athletic director, like, uh, that your work is being recognized, and I want you to keep doing that work, you know, even if it's not getting recognized. But here's a little something to just remind you, like, you're on the right path. Right. Right. I'm glad you said that. Please send me this. Please send me this. Um, But, yeah, so teamwork. Right? Teamwork makes the dream work, is what they say. And that's true here in the Bible. And we're going to see how it... uh, We're at the cliffhanger. (laughs) We'll see what the results are from them praying together. And, you know, how that's going to turn out for all of them. Uh, For the Hebrews, for all the Babylon, for the king, all of that. It's about to get intense and pretty cool. We'll go over that next week. Yeah. All right, I'm going to come even though you know it's gonna be crazy <laughs> um, we come. so we'll leave it at that um yeah so next week we're going to continue chapter two and see what this dream is i will tell you that daniel does know god does reveal to daniel what the dream is and so we're gonna see what the dream is and what the dream means uh, and so that'll be next week